0: You are made for relationships, close friendships, new perspectives, the longing for unconditional romantic love. It's all part of it. So how do we find these relationships and then keep them thriving? We asked a group of wonderful Jesus loving women in their late twenties and thirties to look back on their experiences with friendship and romance and shed light on the secret to healthy relationships.
1: We cover What advice they would give to their 20-year-old selves on making friends and dating? Plus, the age-old question, can guys and girls really be just friends? Then you take over the interview as Rebe and I join the ladies to answer your relationship questions from Instagram. This is the non-exclusive podcast. Stories that remind you you're not the only one. Hosted by Candace and Rebe. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We can't believe that it's been almost a year since we started this thing and we're so excited to keep going. And just so you know, there's a slight schedule change. We are gonna take a short end of the year break, but we'll be back January 9th with another episode. In the meantime,
0: if you like today's episode or anything you've heard on the non-exclusive podcast, we wanna hear because it's really helpful to see what's resonating with you, what you like. And it's also really helpful when you write that in a review on Apple podcasts. So if you do that, we will be sharing those on our Instagram stories. You can follow us at non-exclusive Podcasts. It's just a way to say thank you and get to know you a little bit better.
1: You're going to love the four women in today's discussion. Let me introduce them to you.
2: Hi y'all. I'm Callie Blunt. I am a food stylist and I host two YouTube shows and I'm married. I'm 33 years old and I love to eat food. My name is Lauren
3: Mary. Um, I was on the Sex and Grace podcast. I am 29 and I'm single. I am a stylist branding photography. That's what I do.
4: I am Victoria Clemens. I've been on another podcast with Non Exclusive about grief. I am a songwriter slash stylist, and I am thirty-eight and single. My name is Tiffany Rockhold. I am thirty-seven
5: years old. My background has been in the music industry. Fun little fact: Rebe and I were roommates for three and a half years until the day of our wedding.
0: up, let's talk about the impact relationships have on all of us. We asked the ladies to name one relationship that has impacted their life. Their answers are surprisingly insightful, emotional, and will leave you feeling inspired.
5: Okay. As far as, um, as far as a friendship that has been impactful, I think sometimes when we hear the word impactful, we think positive, but I don't think that's always the case. I think impact is just what happens as a result, you know, of that friendship. So for me, mine, mine deals with a guy, um, who we were in a relationship several years ago that ended in a really harsh, abrupt way. And the Lord kept telling me to pray for restoration of just the friendship part. It wasn't, I knew the relationship wasn't supposed to go anywhere, but just to pray for the friendship part to be restored. And obviously a much longer story, but after a year and a half, the Lord completely restored and healed that friendship. And in just an unbelievable way, I mean, we had no contact for a year and a half and the way that the Lord did that, it was so incredible, but I prayed every day. It was one of those I'm praying because I'm being obedient to what the Lord's asking, but I don't think this is ever going to be restored until heaven. And the Lord completely surprised me. And to this day, um, he is one of my closest friends. Actually, I was just on the phone with him right before we started this today. So that's one that's, I think oftentimes with friendships or relationships, they can turn into a friendship, you know, and they can have such an impact on your life when you've walked through a really hard thing together and you can come out on the other side even better than you were before.
0: Has that impacted your other relationships and how you view, you know, hardships in other friendships?
5: Absolutely. Because it tells me to fight for the friendship or or the relationship, which sometimes that's hard because there's a balance. I know sometimes a relationship needs to end because it's not what the Lord has. So I think there's a lot of prayer that happens in certain relationships of whether or not it should, it should continue. But um, my go-to is to fight because I think, I mean, I know we have a very real enemy who doesn't want relationships or friendships to be restored when things happen. So um, my go-to is to fight for Restoration. And sometimes restoration doesn't mean you're going to be, you're going to even have a friendship with that person, but you know, okay, we're good. Forgiveness has been extended on both sides, and that person or you have been released from whatever has happened in the past. But yes, it absolutely impacts every single relationship since.
4: That's
5: amazing. Come on, <laughs> Tiffany. That's great. Again, I need to that, that. I need to <laughs> hear that really bad. So like, oh, yeah, that's incredible. Incredible. You know what? I it's know. a really amazing story. She she oh. knows all about it. Ruby knows all about it. And I'm so thankful for what God did there because I think it's shown me not, not to let things go when the enemy may want us to let something go. But again, there's that praying for wisdom of knowing when to keep fighting and when not to as well. So it's that balance.
1: That's a super real thing when like Holy Spirit's like, uh, that's time to end yeah. too, you know, cause that definitely happens. It's happened in my life where it's like, okay, well it's not that, that season of friendship has ended. And I still think restoration is there because he can allow it to like move on without pain and hurt and like, you know, uh, resentment or anything like that, but, or unforgiveness. Um, but if you're not seeking like his wisdom, then that's. Harder to tell whether it's like Holy Spirit leading you or Holy Spirit going like, nah, you're not done yet, yeah. you know? So
4: right. Yeah. And I feel like it it shows his nature because he's the one that restores. It's not us Absolutely. trying to restore it mm-hmm. on his behalf, perhaps. Mm-hmm. It's more Cause I think that gets into striving and, you know, you're yep. trying to make things happen because you want things to happen as opposed to like, no, this is God's nature. He does redeem things. He does restore things. So I exactly. need to be obedient to what he's asking me about praying, but I'm sure you weren't like knocking on this guy's door being like, hi, yeah. I want to restore this friendship. You know, no. you're just doing it from the secret place. There and I was, think, yeah, that's, there's
5: no communication for that year and a half at all.
4: Yeah. That's amazing.
5: And it. It still is crazy to think back on the time of going. i've I, I sought the Lord with walking through the heartbreak of of that of that of the ending of that, and did the Daniel fast um actually several years ago, during that se- during just the really painful season. and the Lord just so spoke to my heart to pray for restoration, um, and also to forgive him as well, um, you know, to forgive this, this friend from the hurt that had been caused. Um, and I remember going, okay, this forgiveness thing is more about me than him. And I want to be able to look back and go, I've forgiven you no matter what, if, and when the time comes. That taught you a
0: lot about God. It did. Because that does like, that even came up like in our friendship when we're just talking about how big God is and what he can do. So like, I mean, I think that's cool and that just shows that he can use relationships to reveal. Like
5: that's why one reason we need people in our lives, yeah. right? To learn. Yes. Yeah. And so. you're right. The Holy Spirit plays a huge part. So it just can't be something that you're going, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. No, it's absolutely praying for direction and wisdom. Absolutely.
3: Um. So
5: my mom is seriously the best person in the
3: world. <laughs> um. She's so great. So my mom um, was kind of like the spiritual... Um, Like, head of our family, pretty much. And it's so funny, but I look back now and I thought she was a little crazy. Um, Literally thought she was crazy because she believed in the Holy Spirit and believed in all these different things and, like, the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm this little kid who's just like, my mom is weird. Like, what is wrong with this lady? And so it was really funny because it's like as time has gone on and I've gotten older, um, I've started to realize, like, oh, my gosh, I am the crazy lady. And I am my mother now. This is hysterical. So it's really funny because, like, her influence at such a young age really was something I was kind of like, oh, like, I didn't, I wasn't aware that, like, she was actually building a bit of, like, my faith and foundation in, like, Jesus when I was younger. And, um, and like, she is the main reason that, like, I love the Lord the way that I do and, like, the way that I have loved him for the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, but it's also pushed me to always, like, want more of him. And I just remember like my mom was like one of those people, like she straight up went to our pastor, I think, and like maybe even made him cry one time. I know that's awful. But like she was just like, I just feel like you need to be like giving us more or something like that. Like she was just like, it was very like surfacey and she was just kind of like, I just feel like there should be more. Like they were friends, so it's not like that weird that she was talking to him like that. But um, but like my mom always just like she struggled with just like the bare minimum of Jesus. And she was always just like, I want more of it and like expected everyone else to want more. And not that's actually, you know, not everyone else does want more. Um, So anyway, so I would say like that, that influence was so impactful really when I think long term, sorry, when I think long term about everything that I've gone through, like it all has gone back to like my belief in Christ and like my faith and like every bad thing that's happened to me, every good thing that's happened to me has come out of having like that relationship in my life and like being comforted through whatever I'm going through. And so it's interesting that like she impacted just like my relationship with the Lord so much that like when I think about everything, like my relationship with the Lord is everything. Like it's everything in my life. It's like every aspect of my life, like should be coming through that. And so it's cool because it's like one person by just like showing that example and just like being around me and like just loving the Lord the way that she did and bringing me up kind of to feel that way, like really has impacted me the most. Like, you know, like even the worst of the worst could I could say is like, Oh, like this was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And it impacted me so much. And, and it has impacted me a lot, certain things, but like in the end of the day, like my mom, like that relationship is all I have with Jesus so it's just kind of like, that really is everything I could have ever gotten, you know? So, um, and my sweet mom, this is so sad, but so my mom's had Alzheimer's for like 11 years. So like, I haven't had a mom in like 10 years. And so that's been incredible because it's like, I grew up with her and I got to be with her for like 18 years, like a solid good 18 years. But what's been amazing is like, in spite of her not being there, like that relationship that she showed me with Jesus has been the thing that has like replaced her, if that makes sense. So it's just been like the most beautiful, like wonderful thing I could like really ever imagine. So, and it's cool because it's like, even though she's not fully there, like, you know, she knows, like her spirit knows, like when I'm there, she knows like who Jesus is, whether, whether like it makes sense to people or not. I think a lot of people are like, does she know you? And I'm like yeah, she knows me. Like, of course she does, you know? And she might not be able to say like, oh, you're my daughter, you're Lauren or whatever. But like, I know like when I walk into a room, like her whole face like lights up because she knows like we have a connection and it's a spiritual connection. So it's been like the weirdest thing, but also very cool. And I appreciate like even the 18 years I had with her, I obviously like for me, I'm like, oh, you know what? Like maybe I haven't had a mom for 10 years or 11 years, but it's okay. Like it like in the end of the day, it is okay. Like I'm okay and I will be fine, you know? So um so anyway, so I would say that's probably the most impactful. Relationship that I've had. What a gift that you can Whoa. give to somebody
0: else. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. even when I'm not here, here's something that's gonna last. Yeah. You know, yeah, like for sure. Oh, that's inspiring yeah, inspiring to me. It's, yeah, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. Yeah, awesome. that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I know because I've done I've talked with you both before. And so I did the podcast on grief. I think I shared a little bit about my experience with Holy Spirit after losing my dad. But it honestly was the beginning of that relationship with Holy Spirit that taught me just the presence of God as your best friend. And I don't want to sound like crazy or super spiritual, but he's literally my best friend. Like he's the person I talk to every day. Um, If I have questions or I need answers, like he's the one I talk to not to sound weird, but I have not had voicemail on my phone for five months. And he told me how to fix it this week and it worked. And I was like, oh, why didn't I ask you five months ago? As opposed to going into the AT&T <laughs> store, you know? Just it. like silly. I mean, and it sounds so silly because it's probably like what Lauren was saying. We're it's like we're not we're not crazy. We're not weird, promise. You know, but I think sometimes like it's just not a normal way of thinking to like the the public. Um, to do these things. But in my mind, I'm like, well, if someone has the answers, I should ask them. And if God created the universe and you have all the answers to everything, so I should just ask you and expect you to answer me in a way that I will understand. And Mm -hmm. it's not always hidden in mysteries and parables, but sometimes it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think for me, I mean, it is Holy Spirit. But then on the other hand, I have the sweetest Mm brother-in-law. He's, um, I've known him since he's 19. He's like in his early thirties now. He's been married to my sister for 10 years. Um, they're about to have four kids. And I think just watching the way that he has loved my sister, the way he has raised his family, um, the way he has like stepped in and like even helped take not help take care of me, but help protect me when my dad died. Um, you know, if I have any like car questions or building questions or just like guy questions, I call my brother-in-law, you know. And so I think it's really nice to be able to have that person and he um i think a few of you in this mm. room might have met him i know callie's met I him. Love him and he's the happiest person he's on the planet so happy yeah so he's very very happy the giant he's, seven i love it yeah yes he is a seven on the enneagram <laughs> love like it. callie and i so of course we, we naturally love him like yes party. yes he is a party. yes always amazing right yeah i love his party um,
2: nature and exactly. in a godly way, not like
4: a- yeah. And it, he's big. <laughs> I didn't think that. Not like boozing
1: he's it boozing up. Out,
4: yeah, <laughs> he's pregnant is. wife. I didn't right? even think pregnant that. wife. <laughs> yeah. <Bro. laughs> that yeah. So basically, off a little tangent, I think uh-huh. my brother-in-law has just taught me because um, I didn't have brothers too. So he's been like a really safe uh, person in my life to like teach me about guys and teaching me about like the honoring way that men do things and the way. It, husbands look and the way that fathers look in a just a really like fun biblical way and so it's i just love him and i adore him and it's fun because i also have known him since he's 19. And when he was 19, he was doing ridiculous things. Like, we lived in an apartment complex, and he learned how to turn off the electricity to our building. So he would just, like, do it as a prank, you know? <laughs> and I'd be sitting, like, doing my mascara, and the lights oh would gosh. go off. I'm like, is Matt in? Like, where is Matt? <laughs> like, what is it. he doing? You know, so I've known him since he's, like, been really young and, and like, this joking personality. I mean, he would ride his BMX bike down the stairs of our apartment inside. Oh, my um, gosh. <clears throat> which you <laughs> you wouldn't do now yeah. you know that's like such a dude thing they're
2: like what am i going to do today Let's yes ride a bike down the stairs of my indoor apartment of this house you're renting yeah so you're probably gonna have to pay the and you not oh wear a helmet gosh. heck to the no, exactly. i'm wearing anything yeah. protective I'm it's like it's gonna dude down this like, like oh dude seven. why wouldn't yes, you <laughs> right like this is
4: fun why wouldn't i do it do it, do it! yeah he's still like that so it's no. great so i think it's fun just to watch the evolution of um, someone grow and someone grow in Christ, and someone just like stay really loyal to their commitments, and you know, and just become this member of our family that is, um, so fun and so yeah. wanted and so needed in my family unit. And mm. I just I'm so thankful.
1: I love yes, that. Yes, and on,
4: to be honest, I mean, I have lovely. I have another brother in law who is, is amazing, and then my dad was amazing. Um, but it's been fun to to see examples of like the way that I would want to raise kids or have a family or Mm. maybe because I'm a seven. So I'm like, oh yeah, I would naturally, you know, and Matt and I are together. We're like, let's go on an adventure. What are we going to do? Like, how Mm. do we get out of the house around Christmas? Like we got to go do stuff. So we think the Mm. same (laughs) about, um, about things. And so it's fun to, it's fun just to have him in our family and, um, and, I mean, this is another story, maybe for another time. But he did the service for my father when my father passed away, and he was 27. And it was, I'm sure, a burden that was very difficult for him um, to be a young 27 year old man having to do his father his father in law's uh, funeral. But it was so loving and so honoring, and it just made me love him even more because it was, I'm sure, very difficult for him. So, Matt, That's I love it, man. you.
2: No. We love you, Matt.
4: <laughs> yeah, we really 7s <laughs> we, we, really love we love you. you. All the 7s everywhere.
2: <laughs> so what I would say the answer to this question and I've actually talked about it a little bit when I was on the podcast and talking about food is my relationship with my husband Jake has been the besides Jesus obviously has been the most impactful relationship on my life because before I dated him, I just come out of a very destructive relationship, very hard, ended in divorce. And that's a whole nother story I'll probably share at some point. But um, that was just really tore me up on the inside. And I was like, this is so hurtful and was so destructive to me. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get out. Like this, it really just everything that I had been like seen in my parents' marriage, which I love my parents, was not very healthy. And I had brought that into my first marriage. And so when that ended, I just saw like this is how all men are and this is how it's probably always gonna be. And like I don't see a way to kind of move past this and be in a healthy place. But I went through some pretty hardcore counseling and my counselor actually encouraged me. He's like, you need to start dating again. You need to start, you know, seeking out that kind of relationship. And I was like, I just don't know if I'm ready for this. Like, I don't know if I can do this again. And um, he was like, I believe in you. God believes in you. You can do this. And so when I met my now husband, Jake, who Tiffany knows, who we love, obviously, um, walking through dating with him was so different. Like I actually, and I've told Victoria this, I didn't know if he liked me because he was so like honoring of physical boundaries and emotional boundaries. And like as a seven, I was like, "Whip party, this is going to be fun. <laughs> and it was, and it was amazing. But like I several times almost told him I loved him like really early. On our relationship, like a creeper, like a 10 things I hate about you, like you let our love fern die, kind of weird. But anyway, I just was very um, I was very seven, very extra, and he was very quiet and introverted. And just, you know, walking through now our marriage, I look back on the person I was before we got married, and I'm like blown away at the goodness of God and the kindness of a father to send me a man like him and makes me a little emotional to think about just he before we met and started dating had been through a lot of internal like healing and had um just overcome a lot of anxiety and depression. So when we when we met, like I'd never met a man as healthy and as emotionally stable and as wonderful as him. And I mean he's just I just think the world of him and he's the love of my life. But looking back on how I've changed from being in our relationship and in our marriage, it is like night and day And I know that people say, like, you can't find, like, your ultimate healing obviously comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from a human being. But to be in a relationship with him and to have watched how much healthier I've gotten in the emotional healing I've been through, just being under the influence of someone like him has changed my life. And I hope I said that eloquently. I mean, we're not looking like a man is not our salvation, it is not our healing, it is not like obviously the answer. But God has used him in an incredibly profound way. It's almost like a Ruth and a Boaz thing for me. Like, I see Jake as my Boaz, like, he came in and covered me and protected me and honored me in a way that I needed. And it's just, it's changed me. No, I, I hope that makes sense. And it's not like I'm saying like men are the answer to your issues. No, it's just no. like really not. he, God used him yeah. in a super powerful and life-changing way to where like, I'm not the same person having been married to him in an incredible way, like in a beautiful way. I love that because that's yeah. like
1: the purpose of marriage. Like oh. to have a partner who walks with you and like encourages you and yes. like does like, you know, pick you up, help you, move you to different places without, like, you know, and lead you closer Mm -hmm. to, like, the father. Like, that's just beautiful. Next, we asked what advice you would give your 20-year-old self about making friends.
3: Trust your gut
4: Mm, about people. Absolutely
3: the Holy Spirit's going to like give you some checks about people and you should always listen to those things. Because I, I remember I was meeting new people my freshman year in college and there was just something about some people. And it's so crazy. Like he puts you in the right places with the right people often. Um, but then there's also those people that come into your life and like I had a few checks about some people and, um, and it's so funny, but, It's not funny, but it is kind of. So what's, (laughs) sorry, what's interesting is like there were some people that I met that I was like, oh no, I like, there's something not, there's something I don't like. There's something here that's not okay. And um, I had all my friends were like, Oh, we love them. So we started spending time with them and hanging out with them. And so basically they're people that I really didn't want to be friends with, but eventually you become friends with them because you're just in the same circles with other people. And it's so interesting, but all the people I ever felt that way about actually ended up in some way like they ended up being kind of exactly what I thought they would be like years later, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And they ended up like either like hurting me a lot or like hurting other people, just a lot of like not okay things. But it's so interesting because it's like those specific people that like I had those relationships kind of go out in a bad way. Actually at the very beginning when I first met them, I had like a check about. Mm, So it's just something that I would say like, trust your gut, like trust like the Holy Spirit and like, that whatever that is, like that little check, like I would say trust that because those relationships, when you let them in and they're not okay, will technically like ruin a lot of things. So, but I would say that's something I learned and I've had to like really check myself with people. So when I meet certain people and I have a certain kind of feeling about them, it's, and it's not like this, like, oh, I don't love people. Like, it's just something like, oh, I can be your friend and I can be nice to you, but I don't know that I'm going to let you into like my inner circle of close people that I communicate with.
4: I think on the flip side too of that, like once you are meeting people that you can trust, um, I think it's important to make friends with people that are not like you, that have different worldviews and come from different places and most likely will not think the way that you think about things. Like I think that is important as you're young and you're in your twenties to have a broader view of people um, and friendships because everyone can teach you something good. Mm-hmm. And I think if you just keep to your, the thing that you're the most comfortable with within friendship, sometimes you're actually doing yourself a disservice about seeing somebody else in a way that you're meant to love on them. Um, but I think that also goes hand in hand with like knowing what is safe and what feels comfortable. Like don't put yourself in situations that are unsafe, um, because you think it's expected of you. Um, but actually if you feel safe just because you might disagree with them, like it's, you know, that's an okay thing. So make sure you have boundaries in it all and and trust yourself. Cause I think we've all been young and we've all been in hindsight mm-hmm. have looked back and be like, mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely should not have done that. Um, but I did it because of an expectation or, uh, I wanted to be liked or whatever it was, yeah. you know, I would say too, on that note where that was beautiful. Um, To challenge yourself
2: in friendship, because I remember when I was in my 20s, like I would see people like, oh, I love their, like, I love what they're doing on campus or wherever. I love this person at work and I think they're amazing, but like I would never just like approach them and ask them to hang out, you know? And it's like, no, like, I feel like in friendship, we should always have people that challenge us and that like maybe intimidate us even a little bit. And maybe we don't even feel like I'm necessarily qualified to approach that person, if that makes sense. Maybe I'm the only person that ever has felt that way. But, um, to, to embrace that uncomfortableness and to like pursue it. Cause I think like God has designed friends and like Victoria said, like in many different facets in our life. And one of, I mean, one of the areas of friends I feel like we should have are people that do challenge us and they make us a better version of ourselves and they cause us to grow and they cause us to mature. And in order to be at their level, we're realizing, Oh, like they've been through some life. They've been at this level of ministry or whatever it is that inspires you. And they've they they're there and I can learn a lot from the place they're at and to not be intimidated, but instead like see it as an opportunity. Like this is where I can grow and be challenged. And like the people challenge yourself to find people that are at a better place necessarily in life than you're at or the place you want to be at and pursue them and be in friendship
1: with them too. To not let that intimidate you if they're not where you are, if that makes sense. I have something to piggyback off of that because I know that like if I was talking to my 20 year old self, I would be like, stop being so insecure, yes. walk up and make a friend. Yeah. Like yes. that's yeah. like, you, like I would tell myself like mm-hmm. you're worthy of those friendships. They're yeah. not too cool for you yeah. or yes. whatever, Absolutely. like intimidating is it could mm-hmm. not be that they, they're going to challenge you. You're just like afraid to, that you're going to get rejected or yeah, that, that
2: same thing applies. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, and, some of, like, the most incredible friends I have, I mm. thought they were too cool to be my friend, right. you know? And yet Like they... all of us, obviously. Oh. Of <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm yeah. a pop star. Camila over here. Yeah. But, like, that's so true in my life that people that I literally would, like, see at church and be like, yeah. oh, man, they're really cool. Like, I could never, like, be their friend. And then... Like, my my best friend, Noelle, who, you guys, I literally remember thinking, like, man, she's so cool. Like, that, <laughs> look at how she dresses. You know, just, like, yeah. all these things and totally psyching myself out, which is yeah. really a lot of Satan telling me lies. Sure. Um, but had I not had her friendship, like, mm. I don't know where I'd be because she was so yeah. impactful in my life, to go back to the other question. Because yeah. that, because I didn't allow myself to sit in, like, the fear. Um, Come on. And I would tell other people and just to to do this yourself, like I know that she thinks I'm cool and I think I'm great because she tells me those kind of things. So to have friends who like you guys will be like, oh my gosh, I love you, you're amazing. That like, sometimes we just need to say those things to our friends so that the lies from Satan get trumped by truth, you know?
5: Absolutely, yeah. As I was thinking about this going, oh gosh, that was 17 years ago when I was 20. Um, I I think the one thing that or well, there were a lot of things that my my parents definitely instilled, but was to make friends with a lot of different ages of people. Because like you were saying, Callie, you can learn so much wisdom for people who have gone before you. And so I, that's what I would tell to anybody who's younger is to cultivate relationships with people who are older, foster those relationships with people who are older and even younger. Um, I think that's really important and find those few close people who can keep you accountable and call you out. But it's like the verse that talks about iron sharpening iron. We need those people, um, to be able to call things out in us so that we know we all have blind spots and we need those people who are going to call that out. So make sure you find those and don't, don't be afraid to be authentic and real with people because that's how you're going to grow deeper. I think that's one of the things that I've learned a lot in friendships over the last, you know, 17-ish years is the importance of building authentic relationships and how that ends up building intimacy, which that just fosters an even deeper, closer relationship.
0: We're going there. What advice would these ladies give their 20 year old selves about dating, marriage and romance? Here's what they have to say.
2: Stop watching The Bachelor.
3: That is a <laughs>
1: situation, okay? Oh my
2: gosh, yes. All these women, like, I'm sorry. What is Don't appealing? Like, and that. no offense, because I'm sure there are people who listen to this podcast that watch The Bachelor. But like, you, these girls are making out with the same dude that you're about to make. First of all, that's disgusting. But second of all, like, that is not real life. Dating is not all like, fly me to Paris at the Eiffel Tower on date number one. And like, you know drive or like be in a boat down the seine or something. Like that's not, I think I would tell myself like to stop watching reality television. I watched Grey's Anatomy, like a fiend when I was in college, which I guess that's not really, that's actual television, but maybe to focus less on the fantasy of it all. And the like, um, television movie portrayal of dating and actually instead pursue Jesus in dating. Cause at that time I didn't quite understand about Holy Spirit. And I didn't understand that I could be like, Holy Spirit, how do you see me? How do you see my mate? And how do you see us fitting together? And what can I be looking for outside of like, I, you know, I'm trying to think like Justin Timberlake or whatever my ideal was at that time? That was weird. That was actually middle school. There's some, I'm sure someone else <laughs> was cute hey, when I was in college.
1: Justin Timberlake was for I mean, a long let's be real. Yeah.
2: I mean, um, he's, yeah. Anyway, I'm married. Um, okay. So <laughs> that was strange. Where, but yeah, with dating, that's what I would say is like to really, um, because God, like, this is something I didn't understand too. God wants to tell you about who you are in Him and how He sees you and also how He sees you as a wife and a mother in the future and like, or as, you know, a dude and a father and like He wants to reveal to you what makes you special, what you have to bring to the table and then also be intentional about listening to Him about that spouse and what it is that we're actually looking for um, and outside of just the physical because we all, the attraction thing will happen. That's not something we need to worry about but instead like the the heart of the person. And, and that goes back to like, you know, obviously I I shared about Jake earlier, but like eventually finding him and seeing his heart and knowing that there was such a good heart out there, that is just like rocked my world. And I think that's what's in store for everyone. If we're patient, if we wait on God and to not get ahead of it, you know, in the, in the whole fantasy, cause there, there are going to be dudes that are going to sweep you off your feet in that way. They may have a lot of money. They Mm -hmm. may have like all the things to be able to be like the bachelor to you, but it's not actually God's best may look completely different. Mm -hmm.
4: You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, totally. Absolutely. I think for me like it it definitely that. Like I think when I look back at my 20-year-old self and even um I think I was so focused on like this and this and this. I want this. I imagine him to look like this so that when people were guys were asking me out that was different to what yeah. my idea was, I was saying no to them. Um and this is a true story. Like I actually said no to a very dear friend of mine who wanted to get to know me and it was very honoring we went to church together but he had blonde hair and i was like uh, i don't really see myself dating someone with blonde hair like what like oh i, I was don't. so dumb he was amazing <laughs> what was i doing and i hurt him you know And i yeah. and i think i missed out on actually getting to know someone in a really sweet way because i was so focused on the end instead of seeing what was in front of me now yes. and had i known it would be 14 years later and i'm still not married I would have dated him, you know, cause it wasn't, that didn't mean I was going to marry him. It just meant I could have got to know him in a different way in that season. And I think too, what happens when we look at reality television and all of these things, it, it's not a biblical representation of how to do relationships. So there's no honor in it. So we think it's, it ha- if you don't, if you're not going to marry them, it has to be this kind of crazy, um, heart-wrenching, yeah. gut-wrenching, super Dramatic, painful, like, like soul type thing. Yes. You know, when I actually, if it's just honoring yeah. and you, it doesn't work out and Absolutely. it ends, you still have honored the other person and you have a friend, you know, and That's I just right. didn't, I didn't have that reality. So I think for me, I would just be like, girlfriend, yes. like go on that date, get to like honor him. Because I think too, what it was teaching me was that I was, it was keeping me in that place of keeping me single. So I was believing all the lies the enemy was telling me about being single. Mm -hmm. You're not worthy. No one wants to like date you when this guy did want to date me. And I, I wouldn't allow him to like speak into the things that he was seeing in my life and, and sharpening those things. So I think it is girls, if you're 20, it is okay to go on dates with them. If they don't look like what you imagine yourself to marry, because- things can happen. There's hair color for men. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's called just for men, not just for grays. Yeah. For blondes. too. I mean, things can change. They so. can. Your heart can change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think too, I had this like really big fear that God was going to make me marry someone I was not attracted to because I had seen friends who suddenly would get married and they're like, oh, I never liked him. And now I'm marrying him. And I'm like, Oh, why are you marrying him? I'm that not just attracted. to dumb. Like if you right. don't like someone, why are you marrying? Right, them? exactly. Right. And I think what happened was I had this idea of like, oh, God's going to change my heart. Like it's going to be horrible. I'm going to marry no. someone I don't like. <laughs> I
3: definitely thought that. You like, know, a little which bit. is I where not. Where I, think, I
4: think there are a lot of
5: a lot of younger believers who have that mindset. I, yeah, and yeah. I, I remember hearing that. I never personally thought that, mm-hmm. but and I've always wondered where that right. came from, where yeah. that settling, I guess. Yeah. Mindset comes from. Yeah.
2: Well,
4: oh, go ahead. You're married. So you speak into
2: this. Well, no, I was going to say like that whole, like I Kiss dating goodbye book that came out. Hmm. So that was like what defined like sort of how the church was speaking about dating when it came out. And now the guy has since like kind of come back and said, I'm so sorry. I ruined dating for the church. Like, it's really my bad. Like, let's do this differently. We have a podcast about it. Okay. See, there you go. Yeah. And I think there's something too, like what Tor said about like Don't take it so seriously. Like, I feel like what that book taught me, I I, like, or what, I didn't actually read it because I'm a seven. So I was like just hearing what other people were saying and like, yeah, that's what it is. So it was like this idea that like, if you're going to date someone, then you have to marry them or it's like very serious. And like anything you do with this person is like a huge deal. But like what Tor said, like it's not. That's not. It doesn't have to be that way. It can really be light and fun, and just get to know someone. And it doesn't have to be so heavy all the time. Like it's, yeah. you know what I mean. Like there's a season when it gets serious, but in the right. beginning, it's like not. You I don't think have it should to be, be that an way. extension of friendship? Yeah, so, exactly. It's like I already like hanging out with be this separate. person. We shouldn't.
4: I think I have a hard time like sh- friendship and then dating. They shouldn't be on two so separate. Yes. Yeah. Two separate spheres. Yeah. Like it should just be a natural, gradual from one into the other, I think is probably the most Mm -hmm. healthy, maybe the way God intended. Mm -hmm. What I, what I would tell myself or another
5: 20 year old, what I love to tell them now is to remember that their story is not what everybody else's story is going to look like.
2: Yes, You can be confident in that. Absolutely.
5: Because God's plans are so different for each one of us. Why would Our amazingly creative father Mm. give every single person the same type of love story. Mm -hmm. Even the way that it's designed is going to look different. Yeah. So don't compare where you are to where somebody else is. God sees the big picture and we don't. So ask for his wisdom on how he sees your life. That's what I would tell them. Absolutely. Is to ask him for his wisdom on how he views your life and to trust him with the desires of your heart, because ultimately if you have the desire to be married, it's there for a purpose. And, you know, several of us aren't married here and and we are in our thirties and, um, but we know who, we know who holds our future so we can trust that. So trust God with your future and don't compare. Comparison it's not helpful at all. And you're not missing out, especially if you've grown up in the church, you can feel like you're missing out on something. Um, and you're not like my, I have two little nieces who are nine and 12 years old and their mom, my, my sister got married when she was 19. She's two years younger than I am. So she and she and my, my brother-in-law just celebrated their 15th wedding anniversary. And I love that my two little nieces have gotten to see their mom who had a, you know, a different story than their aunt Tiffy, you know, who has been single, but has been able to do very different things than their mom has. You know, I've gotten to travel a lot and lead companies and have my own company. There's a lot of different things that, that I've been able to do. And my sister has been able to do a lot of really different, amazing things. So I love that they have that picture, you know, so... Girls, if you are in your 20s, just remember that the Lord has such good plans for you with relationships. Don't compare at all. Don't
3: compare. It's hard because in my 20s, I was like not, I was in such a not good place. So I wasn't really pursuing Jesus at that time in my life. So, I mean, that would be a great start. Hey, pursue Jesus. Um, If you're not doing that right now, like, you know. Um, So that was for me kind of the thing. I think a lot of things is like, my focus was just so off. Um, Like the things I was focusing on were like just not things that were of God at all. And like, if I did focus on relationships, it was never like, it was like, I wasted a lot of time focusing on relationships that really didn't matter. Um, So, I mean, that's a hard one because like, that's just something I was going through. Um, So, I mean, advice wise, I would just be like, I mean, I would just say like, if you're not pursuing Jesus, like start pursuing Jesus. Like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of 20 year olds out there that are not in that place, you know, and it's hard to, it's hard to even get the idea of like dating in a way that is a godly way if you're not even pursuing that at all. So for me, like personally, it was like when I was 20, like I really just needed Jesus in my life, you know, um, more than like, and the dating advice and all that, that's all so good. But like, if you don't have Jesus, then that's not going to make sense, you know? So for me, that was like the biggest thing. I just needed Jesus when I was 20. Changes everything, including your dating life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't even like really think about like dating in a, in that perspective because I wasn't there, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about everything in the other
1: way. Here's what Callie, Victoria, Tiffany, and Lauren had to say about the age old question. Can guys and girls really be just friends?
5: We we talked a little bit um about about a book called I Kiss Dating Goodbye. And Candace and Rebe have, have done a podcast on that. So if you haven't, if you haven't heard that podcast, you should go back and listen to it for some context. But for me, that book was so impactful in how I handled relationships with males. It actually helped me learn how to form really good relationships with males, learn how to have really good boundaries, which set me up really well because my professional career has mostly been working primarily with males, having to travel with them. Um, and so I've just learned, I honestly learned how to have really good boundaries and I have amazing friendships with guys. And I am so thankful for those friendships because they can speak into my life in other ways that females can't. Um, I've found that guys will often be more blunt than girls will, and I so appreciate that and value that. Um, but you do, especially I think as as single as a single female, um, you have to have boundaries and you you need to know that. So for me, some of those boundaries that I would set, were especially like in professional contexts were, um, like getting to know a person's wife. Like I always wanted to get to know someone's wife. Um, so that she knew, she knew everything about me. And I, I just, I never wanted to compromise my own integrity or the integrity of the other person. So you've got to have, you've just got to have those good boundaries, but I think, um, males and females absolutely can be friends. Absolutely. I, I, value my, I value my male friends very, very much. So as much as my female friends for sure, but yes, you just have to have boundaries.
4: I agree a hundred percent. I think they're so needed. It's Mm -hmm. so important um, because I think men are this beautiful representation of the other side and nature of Mm -hmm. Christ. And so it is a disservice if you are not, um, I think, pursuing male friendships Mm -hmm. to you because They're important. You need to see God in this role. And I think um, one of the things that personally makes me so angry is when I hear women like talk bad about men or demean them or devalue them because I think they are so important um, for the world. I mean, God made them. I mean, they are very important. And I think women do not do. Um, them justice. Like we don't honor them enough. We don't respect them enough. We don't value the way that they do things. I mean, I've, and I think we all know this, like we've heard so many women, I've heard women, I've even said this before, Um, where their response to something will look different than yours. And then you demean that response. And that is, um, I don't believe God's heart for them. And I don't think that's something that we should be doing. And so I think it's important to learn how to get into friendship, like Tiffany said, have really healthy boundaries. Like don't share all your emotional stuff with a guy that um you're not dating or you've not built that relationship with like there are boundaries um you know honor their wives if they're married like all of those things are very very important um but I think they're they're needed and it's something Lauren and I were actually talking about yesterday that since moving to Nashville I mean I've only lived here almost 4 years um it's been the weirdest thing I've found that it's so hard to have guy friends in Nashville. And I desperately miss them. Like I miss them in my life. I miss that type of friendship and I didn't grow up with brothers. So when I started becoming friends with, with guys, it was like this, Mm -hmm. this like crazy world of I, I, I want to like, what, (laughs) who are you? I remember the first time side note, I was uh, my first boyfriend. I remember when he, I realized he couldn't read my mind And I was, like, devastated because I'd had sisters. And so I thought everyone could just read, like, what I was thinking. And then he he was not getting any of it. And I was, like, crushed. I'm like, what do you mean I have to tell you? We're so different. What I mean. (laughs) Anyway, be on time when you're going to pick me up. But
3: It is true, though. It's been, like, a weird thing. Like, I don't know. I've always had guy friends, always had guy friends. Mm -hmm. And I find them just so beneficial to, like, great perspective, like, just I mean so many good things. They're so easy. They're so easy to be <laughs> around. They're yeah. they're just very chill about a lot of things which I really mm-hmm. appreciate. Um not as high maintenance about some things. Yeah. It's just it's wonderful to have guy friends. But for some reason, like ever since I've moved to Nashville the last like two or three years, I mm-hmm. have like zero guy friends and it feels like something's missing.
4: Right. So if you there are any guys listening to yeah, this podcast, let's be our friend, love that. Let us know. But also it's true. It has been kind yeah. of an odd thing.
2: I'm telling y'all, y'all just need to go to the YMCA because I'm, I'm doing this whole, <laughs> I'm learning about the whole new world of men at the Y because if you go to the YMCA at like six o'clock in the morning, there's an awesome Ooh, nope. group of older <laughs> men that work out there every day. There's also some younger dudes, which, you know, may <laughs> oh, think you're pretty. I don't know how that's going to go, but- <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning that this world of men is fascinating. And like, one thing I have learned about men is they love to talk about their workouts, which is great. But (laughs) the second and how hard they are, but the second thing that I've learned is that they mean what they say. Like Victoria was saying, like they literally say something and there's no double entendre. There's no, like, you don't have to like weave through interpersonal perceptive emotions. It's just like, it is what it is. And they speak truth. And I think men also have a unique ability to call strength out of women because I think sometimes the enemy makes us feel like we're weak or that we can't do something. But you no, know, even when my husband, like, when we go to the Y, he's like, Callie, you're stronger than you know. Like you can lift more weight. I've seen you. I know how strong you are. You can do this. And that men have this, I feel like they just strengthen women. Like they have this, because they carry the strength of the Lord, they have a unique ability to call out. And nice. And I think when we're not in relationships with men, we miss out on some of those things that are inside of us that need to be called out and encouraged, but that we're not walking in. I think they just, it's like an iron sharpens iron thing. Like, I think it's so needed and so important. And um. Yeah. But I will agree with y'all about the guy friends. Like I've, I've thought weird. about that for you I'm like, why don't we yeah. have like just dudes that are nice and yeah. that just like want to hang why it's and been it's so not much. like so. I don't know why it's been so difficult.
3: When she was talking about boundaries, like I would just say like that's like, that's the biggest thing. Like I've been in relationships with lots of men like that are my mm-hmm. friends, but I've also been in relationship where like there were no boundaries. Yeah. And it did become something that it shouldn't have become. And so like, for me, that, that was a, that's a huge one that I've had to learn and boundaries in general, I've had issues with my whole life. So, in like in all friendship arenas, like, I just love to just like, I'm just, once I'm in, I'm just in, that's just my personality. So you do have to be careful. Like, I need, you do have to set up those boundaries. Cause if not, you kind of set yourself up for.
4: Yeah. And I think boundaries, I mean, a good rule of thumb with boundaries I found is something you set early on. Yeah. Like, so you don't get yeah. like absolutely halfway into this friendship and then set boundaries because you're also sending mixed signals about mm-hmm. whatever you've, you've it's already started confusing. to develop or cultivate. So yeah. kind of just, you know, if you're younger and you're like, okay, these are the things I'm working on in this season. These are the friends, like develop that for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that way you kind of have this expectation as you're getting to meet more people and getting to know people. Yeah. Like these are my have to have these are I don't know whatever those here. exactly yeah just yeah. so you know for yourself yeah. what your what the line is where it's drawn but and some of those boundaries look as like a
1: practical example for myself like I know I'm not gonna like spill my entire heart to like a guy friend the same way that I would like you guys. You know I'm not gonna you know share every intimate detail of everything, you know, or even everything that God's doing in my life. Maybe I'm not going to do that either, you know, because there's, there's a level of like intimacy that goes along with that. And that is so easily like blurred if you're not careful. And like, so to me, that's like one of the biggest boundaries, like a really like amazing, beautiful example of that is, um, I have like two guy friends who are married to really good friends of mine. Um, one of them being Reby and like John, her husband is incredible. He's like totally encouraging me in like my, like in like a diet kind of workout plan. But every single time it's like me and you and Reby, we're going to meet and we're going to hang out and we're going to like figure this out. And like, it's always like included in like, it's, it's us, you know? And But he knows like my struggles with some of that stuff and like, but I'm, he's never going to know everything Rebe knows because I mean, he might through Rebe, but like he's, I'm not going to tell him, you know, like I'm going to go to her and. But he also can speak into your life in a way
0: I can't. Exactly. Because he has a different life experience in that specific area, but also because kind of like what you said, he is more blunt Yeah, I would be. I'd be like, you're fine. And he's like, no, you need to do
1: this. Oh, (laughs) and it's good. One time we went to the gym and he was making me do all these like workout things. And I was literally crying, like crying. And they could see Ruby just like. I
0: can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> look. I want to be like, it's okay. We can stop. And John's like, like, no, I want to
1: prove to you that you can <laughs> like, push yourself harder. You can and, do yeah. this. Like, with full compassion and full, like, mm-hmm. you know, he was on Truth. my team. But, yeah. like, he could speak to me differently than she could speak to me. Yeah. And That's my good. other example of that are my friends Petey and Noel. And, like, they're literally the people who speak into my life more than, like, m- most anybody else. And Petey knows everything in my life. But Noelle knows even more, you know. Noelle knows all kinds of like. I would go to her first. There's nothing that I would only tell PD and not Noelle. And I think that for me, is kind of like a distinguishing thing. If there's first, if there's some reason I wouldn't tell like a girl this, but I would tell this guy friend, that's like a little red alert. Like, uh, okay, yeah. boundary is not, you yeah. know, because once clear. that
0: starts happening, I think like I agree with y'all like. We need male friendships, but you can only, you go to a certain point where someone's going to catch feelings if you're both, especially if you're both single and like looking for that, like, and then it can kind of ruin it in a way, because then like, like you were saying, like you can send mixed signals or the wrong message, and then you're changing the boundaries and the rules as you go. And, you know, I mean, God can redeem anything like we talked about, but
4: yeah. And hey, but you never know. Like that could be the person you marry. Right. So I mean, it could be a good thing. Right? Um it doesn't always have to be yeah, something, but I completely. think even in situations like that, if it does come to that, like honor is always your biggest thing. It's your go-to. So, if you're if you don't have feelings for your friend and he has feelings for you and you don't feel like it's something you want to pursue right now, you would just say that as honoring and as loving as you could um and you would continue to have a friendship. If that's something that he felt like he could do in that moment, like you also have to respect if someone needs to take a break or, you know, because that is honoring. And don't be afraid to (laughs) have those conversations (laughs) up front with your male friends
5: too. I mean, I remember having this, you know, this kind of a conversation many years ago going, should we look at this? Should we look at pursuing a relationship? Should we not? And You know, there were a few weeks where we thought maybe, maybe not. And then it was one of those, no, we're just better. We're just better off friends. And I'm so grateful we were able to actually look at it and go, yes or no, yes or no, pray about it and come to a conclusion. And we're still friends today. And he's married with a family and we're still friends, friends with both of them.
4: And I think that you, and with honor, you have to be really careful not to manipulate something into getting what you want, you know, so you, you always do what's best for the other person. You know, you're not going to try to, if you have feelings for somebody to try to manipulate like the situation to get what you want, because that's not good. Now you take over the
0: discussion. Here's your questions from Instagram and what conversations they sparked.
2: Okay. What's buzzing on Instagram? <laughs> yes. Hashtag. So
0: on, on Instagram, we had a question. Um, and she says, I struggle when I'm the one who is constantly making the initial efforts Ooh. for communication each time. Ooh, that's either. A t- like that's when a you're one. making yeah. the
3: initiation to be yeah. like, Hey,
0: want to get coffee? Wanna you know, talk?
3: I just think there's a point where you like, I think you can try as much as you can, but I think at some point, If it's not happening, you do kind of have to go, okay, obviously this isn't going to work out and, you know, don't put your eggs all in one basket and just kind of be like, okay, like, obviously there's some other people out there for me. Maybe you haven't met them yet. Maybe you will. Um, I don't know. Like, that's a hard one just because it's like, I mean, yeah. Like, why does no one want, no one want to hang out with me? Like, that's not really a fun, it's hard. If someone doesn't want to be your friend, like, and that's not a fun feeling, but like (laughs) you kind of have to move forward and be like, Hey, you know what? that's going to, it's okay. Like i am gonna. I'm going to find more friends. I think also
4: we have to realize like there are seasons, um, to life. And so perhaps you not being in friendship with a specific person in the now season does not mean you won't be in a different season for, um, a different purpose. And I mean, I think we've all seen this in our lives. Like when you kind of let go and release and you're like, you know what, but this person is in front of me now and I'm going to love on them really well here. Um, Every time I've done that, the person I was trying to become friends with that was over here on my left, like I am now friends with them. Mm-hmm. And so I think. Because you're so lovable to her. Um, yes. And I gave them gifts. That probably She's is She's a it great too. gift giver. Um, Be Victoria's friend. Yes. I will make you food and buy you gifts. Yes. But Fred. I think, um, yeah, I just think that it'll, it'll come back around when it's supposed to, you know, because the, at the end of the day, you don't want to. Like be giving, be giving, giving, giving. If the person that you're giving to is not going to value you to give back to you because you don't want friendships to be one-sided. So just wait until they're ready to be your friend and then be friends.
1: And I understand like the need, like, especially if you're in a new place and you're just like, I don't know anybody. Yeah. I just want friends. Like, I just want someone. And so you can get a little bit like, I just I just want friends, Sensitive, you yeah. know? And like, it. Yeah, then that's, that's hard. like hard. But I, go, I think what you said is like, make a lot of friends. Like just be open to the idea of like, yeah, everybody's my friend, you know, yeah. and you're going to have to put yourself well, in situations. like sometimes
3: situations. it's going to work out and sometimes it's not, but yeah. that doesn't mean like, I don't know, that doesn't mean anything bad. Like yeah. it's just kind of like some people just connect where some people don't. And, and like she said, like there's a season for everything. So it's like, I mean, it's, like, we all have friendships with so many different people. Like, there's people that have been in my life forever. There's some people who have only been in it just for a little bit and one season, and, like, we're not as close now. And then I have people that have been constant this whole time. Like, there's no, like, one, like, you have to be my friend. We should be kind to everyone, but, like, not everyone's going to be your best friend. And that's just, like, how it is. And that's okay. Like, we all just, like, get along
1: with different people. And that's okay. Yeah. And I know, like, in the first year that I lived here, I had to go to, like, all the things, yes. you know? It takes time. Yeah. go to this church event and Show go to this, this small thing. group and yeah. do these but things. But you made effort, which exactly. is Exactly. So you go and you talk to people is uncomfortable as it is. And un- like, or you meet people and then you never meet them again, but that's okay too. You know, and there's people in that year that I don't see that much anymore, but they were really great when I first met them and they helped me like build that community. And then, you know, I, we joke about it, but like in the, I met Victoria and Callie, like probably one of the first weeks I moved here and it wasn't for like another year that we actually became friends because that was when it was meant to happen. But it was, it was okay. Even at the, be, even to, at that point, cause I was meeting so many people that I just needed to just make connections. You're like figuring you know? it out. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a process. It's, it is hard and it can be lonely, but like yeah. that making friends thing and trying to be someone friend, just like try with lots of people. I like the part about you though,
3: like actually going out and doing stuff because I can't tell you how many conversations I have with people about friendship and how they stay at home and they're like, I don't have friends. And I'm like, well, like you can't just stay at home and find new friends. Like that's not going to work. Like you actually do have to go out of your comfort zone. You have to get out and actually go places or meet people. Like even if you're at a coffee shop and you just say hi to somebody, like it's uncomfortable. Yes. But like, if you're just staying at home, watching Netflix, you're never going to meet new people.
1: Yeah. And sometimes you have that one friend that you force to go to like the church picnic with you. <laughs>
2: and, like, <laughs> and, and then that's people. when you Because <laughs>
0: Candace, Candace and I were really like fast friends, which I'm really grateful for. And we worked together. So we saw each other every day. And I remember one of the first times where like she wanted to go do something, or like it was the weekend, she wanted to do plants and I like couldn't do it. And she was like, I have to go by myself. And I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, like you need to, like, it's probably good that I can't come with you. Cause yeah. like, I can't do every single thing with you. And like, that's just it. Sometimes you have to just like, even though it's kind of a tough answer, you have to like keep initiating anyways and like persevere through it when you're in a season of like not a lot of close friendships and it is exhausting and it can be discouraging, but like it's important. And and if you are realizing it's important to you, like I need community then you're going to just keep
1: trying and see which one sticks, you know? Yeah. And we've touched on this in so many episodes. Like sometimes you get like offended because you text someone or you call someone and they don't respond or they're busy and like, they might just really actually be busy. It's not personal to you, you know. So you can just be like, you know, what? I'm just gonna reach out and be like, hey, what are you doing? You know, and you can build friendships that way, even if it is like, hey, I'm I just happen to be in your area. Like, want to go to coffee? Oh no, it didn't work out this time. Okay, next time it might. You know, like it's not.
5: Yeah. Well, and I would yeah. tell that person that if they're trying to pursue this friendship, that there could be something happening with the other person too, um, that, you know, that they haven't made aware or they don't know about. Um, you know, I, like I can speak firsthand from the depression side of for several months, you know, this year of, I couldn't, I couldn't respond back to people who were involved in a certain, um, in a certain organization, um, here. Like I just, I couldn't because of, was just a trigger for me. And so I had to go back and apologize to a lot of people after and go, it wasn't you. It was just it was because of the circumstances and the heavy depression that I was in, but this is what was happening. You weren't doing anything, you know? So I think that's sometimes something that we have to keep in mind is we may not know exactly what the other person is facing. All of the questions were kind of in this same
0: friendship, navigating how to start and end friendships. Like one person asked, how do you know the difference between caring for someone who's going through a hard time versus a one-sided friendship? Like, when do you let it go? When do you keep
4: investing? Isn't that hard? Well, that's, that's really tough. This just kind of popped into my mind. Like, I feel like, like have an idea in your mind, like, okay, I'm going to reach out to this person three times. Um, and then I'm going to step back and kind of wait, and then I'm going to give it some time. And then maybe I'll reach out like one or two more times, you know, and just kind of like maybe in your mind, decide what is worth it to you, um, to kind of decide if this is either something that they're just not in a place to like, like Tiffany was saying, like maybe there's something going on in their personal life that is making them unable to respond to you, um, for whatever reason. And and that's okay. But I think as because I think Tiffany probably in that moment was happy to know that people were reaching out to her because they loved her and they wanted to spend time with her. So that's a good, it's never a bad thing to reach out. Um, and I think if someone can't respond or reciprocate it in the moment, it's okay. Just give them space because if it is the right friendship and it's supposed to be the friendship for you in that season, it will come back around. So kind of give them space um, to decide what they want to do. Like I mean I gave
3: an excellent answer. Yeah,
4: I think so too cuz yeah. like
3: I've been in draining some draining yeah. relationships and and there is a point where you kind of hit a point where you're like is this actually even healthy for me anymore? And like and I, and you know and I I'm not saying like of course like whether like you want to be there for people obviously when they're having problems like always like anything you can possibly do, but there are some people who if they're only just coming to you with all the like just all the crap All the time, and like aren't bringing anything else to the relationship, it makes me think maybe it is one sided sometimes. At least for me, sometimes I kind of have to be like, oh, like this is kind of becoming unhealthy, or like, but I have this one friend, and I've noticed lately, like every time I'm around her, she is talking bad about like all these people, telling me information that I'm not asking. Like it's just like stuff, just a lot of stuff. And I end up like she leaves, and I end up just feeling so like not okay and like not. I'm like, this is not honoring in any way. And I find myself giving into that when I'm with her a lot. And so it's interesting because it's like, if that's what our relationship is being built on, I don't know that I want that relationship necessarily. Like, I don't know if that's a, that feels very one-sided because it's literally just you to bring up like people we know and like stuff about them. It's an evaluation. Like, I don't think there's one answer for everyone. Like every single person's different. Obviously, like she said, some people are going through stuff and like you know, you have no idea. But then there are some relationships that I've been in where I'm like, you know, this is so unhealthy. And I know that this is probably not. It's like, if it's making things like, if it's causing me to do things that aren't okay, like that makes me question a lot. I'm like,
5: "Mm, why am I feeling this way? And why am I responding the
3: way that I am?
5: I think you can also go to that person and ask those hard questions. I mean, that's, I think, what friendship should be, you know, you should be able to ask those hard questions of, hey, have, have I done anything to offend you? Are we good? Do you just need space for a while? Or, you know, sometimes we do need to press in, you know, to people. So it could just be trying to figure out where that person is and evaluating from there too.
0: And I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a season of time thing. Like maybe you do step back for a time it's not like you're mean to them and you never say hi to them, but like, you're not, going to them or spending a lot of time with them right now, but maybe Mm -hmm. that could, that could also change again. Like maybe then, and I think again, it does come back to some of our relationship with God. Like I'm guilty of not bringing that kind of thing to him enough, like, Mm -hmm. because he can give you that discernment of whether it's time to take a step back or whether Mm -hmm. you need to press in and ask the questions. I typically
3: will kind of
0: but yeah. You know what it should be.
4: Yeah. It feels like a wall. Like you keep hitting a wall. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, that's always a sign for me. Like, okay, I'm going to back off for a little bit, yeah. you know? And I think I loved what Tiffany said, if, you know, ask them if they are offended in some way. And then if you, if you extend that, be willing to hear what they have to say. And I think if you're the, if you're the person on the other end and someone has asked you, cause I honestly don't think I have asked that question enough or had people ask me that question enough. Or if they have, I haven't wanted to be truthful um, about like, yeah, my feelings were hurt when you did this. But I think it's in the friendships where I have had those hard conversations that have actually strengthened the friendship yeah. long term. The communication mm-hmm. is so important though. So it's yeah. like I've had someone recently,
3: like they literally thought, I can't remember, I think I was just in a bad mood or something. I was I was going through my own stuff basically. And she just thought that I was upset with her, even though like had nothing to do with her. And she literally was like, stepped away and didn't talk to me about it though. And then I was like, I'm so confused. Like, why has this person like disappeared? Why have they distanced themselves from me? But it's because like, they assumed that it was them, but it wasn't because, but then also I didn't know why they stepped away. So it's like, you have to, you do have to like communicate that to someone because if she had really come to me and talked to me, she would have realized like, I didn't have an issue with her at all. Like not at all. I got nothing to do with her. So that goes can. in with
0: the other question we got on Instagram. It, it was kind of, she she hit on something. I like related to it, but it was basically saying, how do you deal with someone who just isn't good at communicating,
3: Ooh. but
0: like wants to be your friend?
3: You for mm-hmm. them and you love on yep. them. And you kind of have to, I feel like you have to meet them kind of there and be like, some people are just really not good at communicating. And it can be really frustrating. Like that frustrates me more than most things, honestly. So like you just kind of have to love them through yeah. it.
4: Because I think if you're not good at communicating, you probably have either grown up in an environment where people did not communicate and you don't know that it's safe to express how you're feeling because somewhere you're believing that your feelings aren't valid or uh, people are going to hurt you if you reveal vulnerable things about you. Um, and so I think it it is very important to like pray for them, but also create a safe environment for them to share things with you. Is what has helped me. I say this from per- personal experience. Even though I'm very talkative and I love making friends, I didn't grow up in a household where you shared your feelings or your feelings necessarily were important. Um, if they, especially if they differed from somebody else's feelings. And I, so you would never know that about you because which... I have done a lot of work that's, like, that's amazing. Um, yeah. And, and I think <laughs> even tying like my friendship with Callie, so I moved here and I was really wanting a specific type of friendship that was very like-minded and very deep. And so I kept praying about it. Um, and I became friends with Callie, but Callie didn't live here. She was moving to Nashville, but we, had never met in person and we developed this friendship over um like kind of like talking on the phone mm-hmm. box a boxer yes yeah, boxer we boxed um, we box every day by. for like 15 minutes we did and it and and I was so thankful about it because i god knew god knows what you want and he knows what you're looking for and he uh he wants to honor those types of friendships and he will bring them to you but um but yeah tying back into the communication thing i think if you're a safe person people will share things with you. Mm-hmm. Be a safe person. Work on your stuff until you're safe. If you notice someone's like a bad
1: communicator, set an example would be my thought. Is yeah, like right. Absolutely. Uh,
2: Andis. Yeah, Don't
1: just avoid it. Like, well, ugh, they're a bad communicator. I'm just not going to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Because then yeah. you're not being a good communicator. Exactly. Because if yeah. you can like just be like, hey – because if you had your friend just started the conversation, absolutely. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's yeah. different. And, or had you known, you yeah, would have. I had absolutely no idea. Yeah, you would have started the conversation. Well, and it's like one of those things like
3: nobody's a mind reader. Like I can't, like if you're, like you have to communicate that to someone or there's no way that they actually are going to be able to like fix anything yeah. or change something or, you know, like you have to have those conversations or it's just going to create more confusion and then division.
1: Yeah. So if you so. notice like, hey, I haven't seen this person in a long time. First off, you can just check on them. Yeah. Second, if if they if you think that there's some like offense, we'll ask the question. Yeah. Like find out. Even if you find out they're not offended, then at least two times you'll communication. find out they aren't offended. Yeah. And they have something else going on, you know. Yeah. And then so. that does hopefully give set them an example. So if they didn't see it, mm-hmm. like yeah. you know, they can it's be good. like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should have more of these conversations.
4: Yeah, Maybe good. I'm
1: assuming more than I'm communicating. Absolutely. Right.
4: Make them do a personality test so you know how they communicate. Yes. I mean, I'm joking, but kind of not. Because <laughs> here's the thing. My So Candace and I are two very different. Uh, if, you, if we're using the Enneagram, she's a one, I'm a seven. Um, and my sister is a one. And so I remember sitting in the car once with my sister and um, us not saying anything at all. Because in my mind, I was thinking if she has information she wants to share with me, she'll just share it. And in her mind, she's thinking... If Victoria wants to know anything about me, she'll ask me. And so it was creating this, like we communicate so differently and it was creating a divide between us because we didn't know how to communicate. And as soon as we both realized that neither of us were right or wrong, we just had to learn how we communicate. So maybe ask the person who's not wanting to communicate with you, like, how would you feel loved by me? through communication like what could I do that opens up so many doors when you know but I mean I think if you are observant and you're studying and I think this is why I like people and I like friendships because I love studying how other people do things and what makes them feel loved so if I'm observant enough about the things that you've shared with me in conversation earlier then I'll pick up on those things and I'll try to reciprocate that back
0: Relationships of all kinds are not always easy, but they're worth it. We hope the stories, advice, and conversation in today's episode spark something in you to keep fighting for the people you love, keep investing in the relationships God has put right in front of you, and ultimately seek wisdom and discernment from the Holy Spirit in all of your interactions and decisions. As important as human relationships are, starting with the most important friendship you have, your relationship with God, will make
1: all the others fall into perspective. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Romans 1, 11, and 12.